0: Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast with host Ralph Malbrough and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of the
1: SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of the Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles.
2: This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis.
1: Alright, welcome to Saints Happy Hour podcast as always we are sponsored by you our loyal and awesome fans uh, me and Andrew did the July bonus cast where we talked about offense It was sickeningly positive people are making fun of me on Twitter asking who was the co-host with uh, with Andrew which uh, kind of hurts my feelings uh, Andrew they think I'm always hundred percent negative which that's not true, uh, but anyway, you can check that out. We had a lot of fun with that. Um, so uh, we're nine days away uh, from camp. Uh, so the the, the 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 long, treacherous, um, horrible off season, um, Andrew is almost is almost done. Uh, Hopefully the Saints can go another nine days without having someone die or get the bubonic plague.
2: Yeah, you know, <laughs> big time goals.
1: big time goals. So, you uh, we know, we, we, we admit we, we, you know, once we get to the home stretch, we like struggle for topics to, to like get get us through the July months, and we did overrated and underrated. And we had a lot of fun with those, uh, but tonight. The Topic Before we get to everyone's Twitter questions, which we have some good
2: ones, and
1: there's Dave. So,
2: gonna, so,
1: tonight, we're gonna. We're, tonight, the, the topic was either we were gonna break down the Game of Thrones episodes for 45 oh God, minutes. I don't
2: watch, I don't either, <laughs>
1: <laughs> or we're gonna do uh, three wishes for training camp where we each get to make a wish that will hopefully come true for the Saints during training camp and preseason.
2: Um, All right, so Game of Thrones.
1: (laughs) Game of Thrones episode last night was weak because it didn't have hardly any nudity, which is just completely, you know, to me it knocks down at least a star off the episode.
2: Isn't nudity and and gore like the whole point of the show? Yeah, it's
1: like uh, like us, like cursing and... uh, and, and uh, me mispronouncing names is, like, some of our, like, our standard well, thing.
2: Nudity is a big part of the podcast because Dave never wears pants. <laughs> never. never.
1: Never. So um, so we're doing three wishes uh, tonight. We'll each get a wish. Um, so I'll start off with the obvious one. Look, the Saints just need – I don't even, like, wish for, like, exemplary health because I think that's just – by Saints standard it's asking too much. But I just wish <laughs> wish for, like, the guys that get hurt. Only, just
2: like, I want only three broken legs.
1: Well, no, I just want guys that get hurt to not be important. You know, I feel I'll feel bad, like, when random camp guy gets injured and his career might be over. But, like, you know, I won't feel that bad. You know, like, I want, like, two. Do,
2: do you remember when uh, Jack Tab, remember that tight end? He had the horrible oh, yeah. knee injury at camp. It was bad. And I, I remember a small part of me – I'm going to admit this now. I, I didn't say this publicly at You're the time because that would have just been awful. But I remember thinking, oh, man, that's too bad. I feel really sorry for him. And then I'm like, eh, at least it's not Breeze. <laughs>
1: at least it's not someone important. Yeah. Know. Um. So, yeah, you want good health. I think – Look, You want good-,
2: good health to good players especially.
1: Yeah, I mean like
2: – Like not just- losing Armstead and Unger and Fairley – yeah. <laughs> it would have been kind of good.
0: Yeah, we don't want like the, f- like you don't. Yeah, want- your wish is already off to a pretty shitty start, Ralph. <laughs> you,
1: you. Well, I just made it. Can we try? Can't we just track it from now until? Starting from get- now. Starting now. So, starting now.
0: Starting. Now. The past
1: is in the past. You can't change the past. From now to now.
0: But now, like now what you want
1: is like when, when, when From you, now to now to now like when all the people are, are live tweeting the practices, you want like the beginning of it to be like really short and not, not like you don't want Nick Underhill to have to do like four tweets of all the injured guys that aren't participating. You know? Yeah. Um so that's my wish. I mean when was the last time the Saints had a really good injury light training camp?
2: Not last year.
1: 2013 maybe
2: hmm. no
1: we could no i take that back because 2013 like will smith and uh the, the guys they got from dallas all got hurt what was his name kenyon something kenyon martin no that's a basketball
0: player no uh, uh ken uh coleman
1: coleman, yeah, coleman got hurt uh that other pass rusher they got from from dallas got hurt um uh, so it didn't work out for them there. So that's my wish. I just want moderate health, good health uh and I, I'd like if we could get through training camp without one major injury to a really important guy, that would just be delightful. Um so Andrew, I made my wish for camp. What's your wish for training camp? Now that we've got injuries out of the way.
2: Um I'm just going to say my, my one wish is that Marshawn Latimer is starting going up against Michael. You know, it, he's not either nicked up or just like buried on the depth chart. Like, yeah, Lattimore's playing with the threes again. You know, he's going up against Tommy Lee Lewis. You know, that, that would be awful. Like, um, even if so he's, even if he stinks, I just, or... I just want Latimer to be as advertised.
1: That's a good one. Uh, what's his so it's obviously like how quickly do you think he should be running with the ones but, but if, like how soon should that happen so where we don't panic and we're not worried about him
2: um i mean i'd like to see him immediately i mean part of it is the competition you know <laughs> like take out take out delvin bro like If PJ Williams and and Sterling Moore and Ken Crawley, if all those guys are ahead of Lattimore, we have problems. So, I mean, for me, it's day one. I mean, if if it's a week later, if for a week, you know, he's kind of buried on the depth chart and he quickly moves up, I mean, that would be fine. But, I mean, I I think he needs to be in the mix starting or, you know, playing nickel right from the get-go.
1: The doomsday scenario for Lattimore is that there's a parity there's a parody account Lattimore's hamstrings.
2: That's the doomsday
1: <laughs> scenario for Lattimore,
2: and by and like and by by so he's like probably creating that as they're listening. To the
1: <laughs> if by like April, if like by like August fifth, it's got like five hundred to a thousand followers. There's a problem. So so that's your wish. So Dave, what's your third? You what do you get the third wish. What's your wish for training? stretch it out we've only been going for like eight minutes so take your so take your your time
0: when was (laughs) the last time the saints have won a preseason game oh
1: that's a good question
0: stone ages
1: um no seriously
0: i I think they i think they went winless last season yeah and didn't they go win winless the season before too yeah yeah, that's a really good question. Uh, so there you go. The, the I mean,
2: starting quarterback. The last time the Saints won a playoff game was Billy Kilmer. I'm pretty certain. A preseason game. <laughs> no. Um, no, I mean I,
0: I obviously. Look, hey, the preseason games don't really count and they're meaningless. But in in, in a certain
2: sense, can we just win that, one though?
0: Yeah, they're not that meaningless. I mean, I, I would like to. I would like the Saints to to early on. I'd like them in in training camp and in preseason. Get a feeling for what it's like to win. You know,
2: it's nine. It's nine in a row, right? I know. It's I know they've yeah, gone zero yeah, fourteen like years that. in a row, but but there was how many losses did they have the year before that? That sounds about game? right. I N- thought it nine was nine or du- ten.
1: I thought it was double digits.
0: No, nah, I don't. I don't know. Maybe, but yeah. I mean, I my wish is for them to not, you know, to to start off a little hot here, even though it's preseason, is to to get some a couple of wins to, you know, to. Be able to celebrate after a game, and to <laughs> you know bond as a team, and to, to to know what it feels like to win, and to have some confidence going into week one, so they can get off to that all important uh, hot. You're right. Start. It's
1: nine. It's nine in a row. You are correct. Nine. I, the last preseason win was August twenty third, two thousand fourteen, versus the Colts.
2: That's almost impossible to do. It's would a, well, you say they're 20, doing would it? Would you say 2014?
1: Yeah, yep. 2014.
2: So it was their third game, I guess, of so that, was that their preseason. Third game. Yeah. That is. That's hard to do. That is. It takes a special. I mean, when you think about all the quarterbacks that play in preseason games and and the god awful mistakes they make. For the Saints to not have lucked into a game just off like two awful picks in the fourth quarter.
1: Well, I think it – but seriously, I kind of think it speaks to the, the shittiness of the back half of the Saints roster. Yeah, for a, sure. In a little bit of a way. Like it, the Saints ro- – the Saints the Saints back half of their roster is so bad that they couldn't just like stumble into victories by accident, you know? And I – I, I the preseason – it can tell you. It, it's not. It's not meaningless. It can tell you some things. You know. Um,
2: all I, all I got to say is that Stefan Anthony's probably going to be playing in the fourth quarter of preseason games this year, and he <laughs> better re- he better wreck people.
1: <laughs> well, that's a good question. Like going into camp, that's another question. Like when, uh, when can we start the the Anthony death watch? And like <laughs> like that he's not going to make the team. Are they going to ship him out for like a conditional eighth round pick in twenty twenty? Like when? When does that? He's worth that. I don't either, but you know, maybe a half eaten beignet. Uh, When does well?
2: Well, so remember with the CJ Spiller thing, okay? Like I remember they played him a ton in that preseason before they cut him, and I I remember us all saying like, "Man, they're giving Spiller a lot lot of of carries in the fourth quarter. This is kind of weird." And I think if we see that similar with Anthony, like, why is he still in the game? There's two <laughs> minutes left. And they're, they're, they're ba- I, I think they were basically trying to get Spiller. They they were trying to trade him. And so they were hoping, like, man, if he breaks the long run in the preseason, maybe we can get a seventh round pick for him. Yeah. Uh, so it could be something like that.
1: So that's a, that's a, that'll be a bad sign for Anthony. I mean,
2: yeah. If they're not pulling him from the game out of fear of him getting injured, that means they don't done. care if he gets injured, he's which done. means he's done.
1: Dave, how excited in the? How excited are you for Saint season compared to the last, say, three or four? As we get near camp,
0: um, this is probably the least excited I've ever been. Really, to be honest with you. Really? Yeah. I mean. Yeah, I'm, I mean I'm I'm not that optimistic. I mean, I'm I'm thinking seven, nine, eight, and eight. They're going to go this
2: year. Um, oh, you're saying you're saying this. Is, I'm sorry, I misheard you. You said the least
0: excited. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm with you. How and, um, much the, how- the, the, the Saints are going to have to get off to uh, a good start, a hot start
2: to to sort of wake me up a little bit. You know? Oh, d- yeah, but but if they be if they went on Monday night at Minnesota. And then they come yeah. back and beat the Patriots. I mean, two and zero is it. all it all it would take I'm, for me I'm to come back. Very, I'm all where's the, where the where's the Super second Bowl? lining naked in the streets where's of my neighborhood where's, where's the, where's the in Super broad Bowl? daylight?
1: Where's the Super Bowl this year? Uh,
2: Minnesota,
1: Minnesota. You start. I'll start looking on Travelocity for Minnesota <laughs> travel <package>. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'll
1: be doing that. I'll be doing that on the phone on my phone as I'm walking out the dome. After they beat the Patriots, you think I'm kidding? You think I'm kidding? I am not. Uh, and that's what I'm going. I, yeah, I, it is.
2: It is a U.S. Bank Stadium in I, Minneapolis.
1: I pick my Saints games that I'm going to this year. I'm going to the Patriots, uh, Tampa, and Carolina are my three Saints home games that I will be attending. If you see if you see me, buy me some alcohol. Uh, so. <laughs> Andrew we talked about it a little on the bonus ca- on the bonus podcast but you you agree with Dave is this is the least is it, this is the least you've been excited since like 2013
2: 2014 um
1: I was pumped for 2014 man that was a punch in the balls that season cuz I we we we, we, yeah. were, we were pumped but we, we were thought, pumped we, we were thought pumped. the we thought the roster was super bowl ready oops
2: you know, I got—I gotta say, I was pumped until the the Farley and Armstead news, and that's really—and you know, like Dave said, it's not gonna take much. It, it's not even gonna take a regular season win for me to get all jacked up. I mean, Dude. you know, a, a seventy-yard Kamara run—you <laughs> know—in preseason is probably all it'll take. You know, again, to get me back again, with, hitch and turn, pulling me back in. Keep but uh, you know, for now, yeah, I'm a little down in the dumps. I need some good Saints news, Yeah, I just need—I don't need—I don't need anything big. I just need a little teaser.
1: I need—I need a Hendrickson sack, the first preseason game, so I can have like yeah. nine hundred people attack me on Twitter because, God forbid, I say like Hendrickson is not going to have two and a half sacks. Yeah,
2: he, then, I mean, all it's going to take is Hendrickson smoking an undrafted tackle from Austin P.
1: And Brian's going to come at me with full force.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's just and, gonna be. I'll, I'll be good to go.
1: It's gonna be. It's gonna be nothing. My, my timeline in Twitter will be nothing but Stephen Colbert gifts, where he has the giant sign behind him that says "I Told You So." Like that's my. It's gonna be my whole timeline. On Twitter. It's gonna be. It's gonna be lovely. I'm. I'm actually excited for it. Um, so.
2: And then one blocked Will Lutz kick <laughs> will be enough to send me back into uh, inferno.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I, Dave, that's a good question though. How how seriously do you ta- how serious well, uh,
2: that that should be? Dave's wish that they go through the whole preseason without Will Lutz having a kick block. <laughs>
1: how how seriously do you take? Preseason, Dave. Because when I worked for Buddy D, he took it extremely serious because he gambled on the games.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so like he was all like, when the Saints sucked in a preseason game, he was not. He was not. happy. he the
0: prop bets? Like I didn't think sport. they set odds on preseason. No fuck, Dave.
1: The odds in the preseason, man. They set odds on you can anything, man. Over unders. You can get if you have a gambling problem. The preseason football can can uh, be there for you to get your fix i thought
0: if you have a gambling problem you're supposed to call seven 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 stop
1: (laughs) no you're supposed to call vinny and put four units on the saints versus the texans (laughs) in the third preseason game
2: and preseason betting is is a dangerous game it is yeah i feel like it's so unpredictable
0: that's why I thought that they didn't put odds on it because you, you, who the hell knows what's going
2: to no, happen. No, they they have spreads on preseason. games. They're
1: all like two and a half, three and a half. The one thing, the the one trend that they.
2: they I mean, they, betting against the Saints is, <laughs> is nine times in a row good right now. Well, yeah, that's the, about the, as sure of a thing as you're going to get in preseason the, football.
1: The trend that you'll see in preseason in preseason betting, and as a former gambling degenerate, is if a team former yeah, I just I don't I I got a kid now, Dave, and I got loans. I like, I don't have like I don't have like disposable income like I used to to just waste on. No, he doesn't
0: need a college tuition.
1: That's true. He's probably going to be a trucker. He's he's probably you know trucking. Nothing, nothing wrong with trucking academy. Although by the time he's of age, he will probably be like uh, self driving trucks. But um, no, what, in preseason, like if a if a team is coming off a really horrible performance with their starters in the second week Vegas usually will like tighten up that line like say the Saints look terrible in the second week whoever they're playing Vegas is like we probably think the Saints because they look so bad the second week are going to play their starters longer that third game so we're going to make that line tighter and we might even make them a favorite where they not necessarily should be so preseason games are kind of the lines are kind of weird and funky if you're into that sort of thing Dave, I used to do parlays in the preseason. That's how bad of a degenerate I was. Do you know? Do you know how much of a de- de- degenerate gambler you have to be to do a fourteen parlay parlay in week two of the preseason?
2: <laughs> I, I
1: mean, you know, it's 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 bad. So, um, in other news, do new- you remember
2: that? Do you remember that podcast four years ago when my son was three and he picked the NFL <laughs> game? And he, to, picked it, and he picked him better than Kevin.
1: He did. We need to start that again. We
2: need. To I sta- mean, I mean, if that's not a, a hint that you should not gamble when a three-year-old is picking the games better than. Kevin.
1: <laughs> we should have him back. We should have him back on, and he can. Uh, he and he's can,
2: seven now. He's, he's, he, at this point, he's going to run circles around he us. Pr-
1: he probably is. Uh, we 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 should we should start that again. I, I like that idea. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So well, um, he'll, he's
2: a, he's in for sure.
1: Yeah, we can we can have him pick like like the Saints game and like two other ones. Um. So, my wife is clapping because the Astros. Tireless. My wife. My, my wife. wife. My wife. The Astros are like sixty-three and thirty. You'd have thought yesterday when they lost, or or no, I'm sorry, Saturday when they lost. You'd have thought they lost like game five of the World Series on like a horrible. Umpire and Call. She was so, ir- she gets so irate. Like, I'm like, they're 60, 63 and 30. Like, it's one game. She's like, bullshit. Keep the momentum going. I don't, she's, she like. I want 120 wins. Um, <laughs> and did
2: the closer get rocked or something? No,
1: this is, they're just saying, they're just saying, they're just playing Seattle and Seattle's terrible. And Carlos Beltran just hit it on the railroad tracks. Okay. Um, so, um, so yeah, gambling is like, uh, Betting on preseason game, I think we'll, we'll start that, Dave. We'll, we'll start investigating the preseason lines as the games come out. Um,
2: I have a question. So did you guys listen to uh, Dunk and Holder's? Have you listened to that podcast? No, I actually want to because I know show? they talked
1: to, talk to Loomis, I know.
2: They did. They So I listened to it today. It's a, it's great. Uh, I, I've always thought I'm, – I'm a fan of Larry Holder, and if anything, I, I've always thought his talent was maybe more in – radio than than writing even I mean I like his writing but but he's always been a good radio guy and um, so they did get a chance to talk to Loomis and you know I, he was very forthcoming about the whole fairly thing you know kind of saying like yeah um, he's like well to be honest with you like the timing just kind of couldn't have been worse for us you know and he's, he he wouldn't really divulge anything because you know it's like personal health stuff um, but you know he he was uh, he didn't try to sugarcoat it you know, he was pretty clear that like Basically saying, yes, this this sucks for us, especially the timing.
1: Yeah, I mean, because the thing is, like, if, if they'd have caught it in free agency, they could have been like, Nick, we love you, um, but you have this heart issue, so you need to try to go get that figured out, but we got to go in another direction, and they could have gone and got Poe or something. You know, they had defensive tackles that stayed out a long time in free agency, you know? Well,
2: yeah, a lot of guys would have taken that money. Hankin. Um, but you know, the one, the one thing about that interview that was at least a little bit encouraging was, uh, they asked him about Armstead and, you know, he, they was like the, the one question they asked him was, is there a chance he won't play this year? And he, he was pretty emphatic and being like, Oh no, I don't think uh, we're, we're planning on him playing. And he said, you know, we've gotten good signs about, he had good surgery. It went really well. And, uh, we've gotten some positive signs so far that recovery might go a little bit quicker. And he's like, "I'm definitely expecting him to be back sooner than later." Was the quote that he said, and and that uh, he they expect him to contribute to the team this year. So I don't know when that's going to be. You but are gullible. Yeah. Uh, did he say probably. anything
1: about Ramchek and his hip?
2: Uh, they did not talk about Ramchek's health, um, other than just to say that he was really glad that they drafted him. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, I
1: feel like, you know, I I know on on Saints Twitter, different people, they're like, because, you know, look, all the draft picks aren't going to be diamonds. We know that. And and so we're like trying to figure out like which which one is not going to do well and all that. And a lot of people lean of the first, say, four picks they made. A lot of people lean lean towards Ramchek as being the guy that's going to bust. I feel like, Dave, Ramchek is going to end up being one of the best guys of this draft, maybe the best guy, because it's going to prove the old adage that you never fuck up by picking good players. And he'll be like, he'll be like the go-to guy for the next decade. Whenever the Saints pick a guy high at a position of strength, they'll be like, "Well, remember they picked Ramchick, and that worked out okay." I think. What does that
2: adage What does that adage mean? Like good players in college?
1: Well, no, yeah, well, like for like in the draft, like you. If you pick a good, it's never a bad decision when you pick a good player, like that ends up being good. Like no one ever says
0: instead uh, of picking instead of making the sexy pick.
1: Yeah, and like if you is like, what you're
0: saying. Like, oh, yeah, I like guess.
1: like nobody, like everybody was. A lot of Saints fans were mad they picked Ramchek, right? But it, it doesn't matter. No matter what player you pick, is if they're good in two years, no one ever says. Oh shit! They shouldn't have picked, Ram- you know. They shouldn't have picked Ramchek. He started. Right. He started every oh, game for two oh, years.
2: You yeah. mean okay? So it's the. So you're saying it's like the. Make sure you pick a good player. Don't worry about what position. You yeah. Play. Like that yeah. you, never,
1: you never you never go wrong. Like when Minnesota they Don't picked Don't
2: draft based on need.
1: Yeah. Like Minnesota, they yeah. picked Randy Moss and they had Jake Reed in his prime and Chris Carter in his prime and everybody's like, What are they doing? Uh no, they picked Randy Moss, it worked out okay. You know? So I think I think Ramcheck's gonna be the go to guy for anybody that complains the Saints didn't draft for need and he's gonna be that guy for the next decade.
2: I mean, I don't know if you, how much you guys remember this, but I, I can't remember Saints fans being more pissed about a first round pick than Will Smith. Ooh, that's a good because at, because at the time, remember they had uh, they had Darren Howard and they had um, Grant. Charles Grant. yeah, and so I think fans were just like, we already have two defensive ends. Why are we picking another one? Yeah, fans were furious, furious.
1: And I remember you, at the time. Can you, was,
2: can you think of a first-round pick that was more just? I mean, maybe Andres Pete.
1: Yeah, people people didn't like Andres Pete. Um, so people people didn't hate Sullivan. I don't think um,
2: people were excited about Sullivan. Yeah,
1: uh, people were.
2: Vicaro was kind of a mixed bag.
1: Yeah, I meet mean, him. I don't know.
2: Deuce.
0: Oh. people oh, yes, him Yes, people were pissed about Meacham. That's a good one. Yeah. Dude, Why the be- fuck were they picking a wide receiver when they had like the number one offense in the league? People weren't
1: so excited about Deuce, you know, at the time. I was because I my family's an Ole Miss lunatic alumni so I was pretty pumped about Deuce but at the time people were like eh, Deuce, no why? you're
2: right like why do we do this we have Ricky Williams
1: but I mean at the time too the Saints were coming off their first playoff win so like they could have picked a homeless guy and would have been like eh, Randy Mueller he knows what he's doing
2: yeah I, I still don't think uh, Will Smith to me uh, from my recollection was the most furious fans ever were and I mean he turned out to be one of the best defensive end in franchise history so like you, like you said just pick good players
1: fans weren't to, I mean those are those are good draft picks that fans weren't excited about but I mean it's it's so hard Andrew because like pre the remembering the draft like pre Twitter is so hard because now it's like you have this giant community of saints people that were all plugged in and watching it together whereas like before even though you might have watched the draft at the fan fest you basically did it on your own, right? Like you didn't interact. You might've, you might've talked with your buddy that was with you or whatever, but you didn't interact with a ton of people until after maybe you went to a message board or something. But the new thing with Twitter since like 2011, 2012, it's a whole, like it's a whole different experience to like measuring like fan excitement and fan rage and stuff. I think.
2: Yes. Agreed. (laughs)
1: So um obviously uh this podcast it's it's you know, we nine days to camp, people. What do you what do you want as far as like length? We're not gonna give you like a like a two hour uh um you know issue. It's not gonna be like war and peace or something. But the good thing is uh I'm well, not
0: gonna talk about Rajon Rondo.
1: <laughs> oh my god, could Pelican bloggers, besides the cool people at the Bird Rights who are who are funny and cool, all you other Pelican bloggers, could you get a fucking sense of humor? Is that just too much to
2: ask of you people? Could <laughs> you, you should start having a, a Pelicans Blogger Bash segment of each show.
1: I mean, Jesus, Christ. like, like they, they, like they, you know, I try to like interact with them and have fun and make bets, and they just. They're just asses, a lot of them. But I, the people at the Bird Rights, David Fincher, and the guy I'm not going to try to pronounce his name. It starts with an O because I'll butcher it. But those guys are really cool and they're fun, and you know, the, I That's I
2: like Nation.
1: Yeah, and I like them because like the thing is, like you can you can ask them questions and be like. I don't they actually
2: respond to you yeah. without like mocking your, yeah. like I'm trying to understand basketball. Like, yeah, help like me understand. I don't
1: understand, I don't understand the fucking salary cap for the NBA. It's like the stretch provision and the mid-level exception and the biannual exception. I'm like, what does all this mean? Like how much cap room do the Pelicans actually have? And they're like, well, if you do this and I'm like, thank you. Like, it's fucking like, it's not like the saints cap where it's like, A hard cap, and it's pretty easy to to understand as far as, like, dead money and stuff. Like, the NBA salary cap, like, you need a PhD in math to understand that shit. Um, So, I I guess the final question, you know, we've talked about wishes and things that we're excited for. Um, Carolina fired their general manager today, which is kind of like, oh, shit, what the fuck was that? Andrew, does this help or hurt the Saints? that the the carolina general manager getting canned
2: like i just feel like a gm's job is done at this point you know yeah so i i I, I think it has i I think it it has no impact on the team other than he's getting fired for a reason and if he if you know the owner's unhappy about how he negotiated player contracts or there's just bad blood in general and I saw that on Twitter. You know, Steve Smith, Josh Norman, and yeah, they were um,
1: happy as fuck. They
2: were like, God yeah. There was one other guy. They all kind of took shot, t- took turns taking shots at this guy. So, you know, it's um, it's a sign. You know, it's a data point that there's uh, foundation problems. You yeah, know, yeah. I mean, in, he and,
1: he made a lot of tough calls on on Panther players, but like, I yeah. mean he, he let Steve Smith I mean, go the early. Thing
2: last year was crazy. They had him. Franchised and they just rescinded it. That yeah, was nut. That made no like. to I me, mean, how do you let one of your best players just randomly hit free agency after free agency is ended? Like yeah, that was nut.
1: That made no sense at all. Like I, I don't. I wouldn't have begrudged them. I for, mean, like,
2: that alone, like that makes you wonder. You know, like the franchise tag thing ended today, and Kirk Cousins and Le'Veon Bell and all those guys, they didn't get contracts, and so they ended up sticking with the tender, I guess. But um. It makes you wonder if, like, with the timing, if he's like, "Well, look what happened with all these dudes. That could have happened with Josh Norman." I don't know. It makes you wonder.
1: Yeah, I don't, it, it, that was weird because the thing is, like, it it didn't benefit that it didn't benefit them all to rescind it because uh, they couldn't use the cap room because free agency was gone. That was that was really bizarre. And the Saints, nuts. the Saints were this close to. Paying Josh Norman like seventy million dollars. Like they were all they were all about Josh Norman. Don't fucking kid yourselves. If he would have taken a visit to New Orleans first, he'd be a saint right now.
2: I had forgotten that uh what's the guy's name from the Rams? Trumaine Johnson? Yeah. I had forgotten that the Saints did a dance with him, but Adam Schefter reported today that they had offered a second round pick and the Rams were gonna take it and they offered him a long-term deal and he he turned it no he said no he wanted to stay with the rams so they have done the dance with norman johnson and malcolm butler i mean the saints have tried very hard i mean these corners won't take their money yeah Um, but malcolm butler would have so that's a little bit different but yeah it's interesting
1: yeah so all right let's let's uh let's the good thing about Carolina is I think that I think they're they're kind of old and their 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 foundation is shaky and um, we'll see. I I think Cam Newton he's really good. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say he's not good and great and elite and all that, but I think he's one of these quarterbacks that's not gonna age gracefully at all. Like his whole entire game is that he's an athletic freak, and when it when he's running a bit when he can't run and do all that, like he's gonna be, he's gonna go from elite to done very, very fast, and and way younger than like thirty five. That's my prediction. Like, like Cam Newton on the other side of thirty, he's not gonna be what he is now. But
2: I think with I think the Panthers, like their stars and their defense, are kind of aging. I mean, you look like they brought Captain Munnerlyn back. <sighs> Captain and you know keekley's got the concussion issues and thomas davis is getting older and Quan short didn't have as good of a year last year and they brought back julius peppers i mean they just feel old to me and if you look at the offensive line too they've got the two khalil guys um
1: that was a bad signing of free agency
2: i mean i, I think the only thing that saves carolina is if you know they got like a couple playmakers in curtis samuel and christian mccaffrey in the draft this year i mean if that somehow like revitalizes Cam Newton, it's never, uh, it
1: it's never a good sign in free agency when you're number one free agent signing, the fans of the team that that player is leaving is are laughing at you, and that's what happened. That's what happened to the Panthers with Minnesota. Minnesota fans were like, "Okay, good luck with that." That's you know, it'd be it'd be like uh, it'd be like the like some team. Charles, like signing Charles Brown back in the day and signing him to a big deal. And Saints fans be like, okay, go ahead. Enjoy. Enjoy the Charles (laughs) Brown experience, buddy. So, Dave, this is a question from Dylan. Bigger dumpster fire. Kevin's Tinder inbox or Carolina's front office?
0: (laughs) Hey, you know what? I'm going to give a little credit to Kevin. I think he's he's he he works the Tinder pretty. Yeah, he works the Tinder pretty well.
1: He, he's locked in, man. He got a got a got yeah. a got a little lady friend and everything. Uh, Dylan so asked Carolina
0: is definitely the bigger dumpster fire.
1: Yeah. So Dylan
2: he's asked, got a lady friend until she finds out he guests does. on a space podcast. Yeah.
1: So Dylan asks too. He says, "Are you um, are y'all doing a fantasy league this year?" Yeah, we're doing a fantasy league. I got I got I actually. Thanks for reminding me. I got to fire that up. We'll be doing the we'll be doing the uh, regular. And the auction, and of course, in the auction draft, I will spend recklessly, and it'll be terrible. Uh, Andrew, which player will Curtis Johnson have a, the biggest impact on this year?
2: Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I'm going to say Willie Sneed.
1: <sighs> Willie Sneed had not gotten paid yet, either.
2: No, I, I think Willie Sneed is going to have a monster year.
1: Mm. Is he going to get paid before he has that monster year, though, that is him?
2: I think he'll get paid before camp starts in nine days.
1: This is from Ryan, Dave. Uh, He asked, uh, if you could pick one to have lived up to their contract, would it have been Junior Gallette or uh, Jairus Bird?
0: Jairus Bird. (gasps) Definitely Jairus Bird.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like Jairus Bird would have created a bunch of tournaments, but you know what? If, if, If Gallette would have got him if Galette would have got him ten sacks in like four straight years, that could have been good too. You know, and did the
2: thing—did Galette not, not get double-digit sacks he after did. his contract? He didn't.
1: He uh, he did. He got after his contract extension. He he got his his year in twenty fourteen. He got he got like ten and a half.
2: Yeah. So I mean, it's got to be Galette. I mean, he, at least he had a good year after getting the contract. With Bird, he he didn't have a good year.
1: Galette contract Bird had
2: one good game he had like two picks in one game he had one game
1: Golette's contract it ended up being a bad contract because the Saints had to hit eject because Gallette was a fucking knucklehead but if Golette would have just kept getting 9 10 11 sacks like that would have been an undermarket contract like i think it end, what was it it was 5 years it was either 4 years or five it was either 4 years 44 or 5 years 48 you know like it wasn't a terrible contract if he'd have been on the roster getting sacks you know yeah i
2: mean I, the first year of his contract he got 10 sacks
1: you know the problem yeah, with I, the-
2: that would that would be like Berg getting four or five picks in a year.
1: Yeah. The problem with the Gillette contract was the same. Right, so, so we,
2: so at least we got a little something out of Gillette, which
1: is yeah. why
0: I would want. I yeah.
2: Would, that uh, was the year he was a captain though. And just a disaster in the locker room. <laughs> so, yeah.
1: that we found out that, uh, cat Terrell did the story that was amazing later. She did it in like February where like all of it dropped and you're like, Oh yeah, that would have been fun to know during the year. Uh, so I think that does it for, for this podcast with, with, uh, with all the questions. Um, so, uh, final is Kevin question. Kevin's
0: alive still?
1: I don't know. He's probably asleep on his couch. You know, power bombing is exhausting, Dave. It takes a lot of energy to wrestle with the dad bod. And then he's got to, And then he's got a We've got to wrestle. He's got a shower. He's got to woo his lady friend. You know, it's a full, it's a full, uh, it's a full day kevin on a monday final question this is from anthony uh because i i told people they could ask us life remember when
0: kevin was married <laughs> uh,
1: so remember when kevin used to watch saints games uh so <laughs> this this is from anthony because i I, so I told people they could ask life advice questions a- andrew which vanity oh boy which vanity luxury purchase should i do motor motorcycle or boat
2: no, never a boat. Never a boat. Yeah, a boat is just sunk cost. The, yeah. the second you buy it, it's uh, – although I would say a motorcycle is much more hazardous to your health, much if, more risk.
1: And Anthony, if you want the experience of owning a boat, like the full experience, go to the bank. Ask them for like <laughs> like $250 in like ones and $2 bills. And then put it in a briefcase. And then walk out to your nearest body of water. Pop open the briefcase and just start throwing the money into the water. (laughs) That will give you the experience of having a boat. And then go and buy a a motorcycle. Because a motorcycle, you can keep it in good condition. It can be fun. And if you ever deem that it's time to move on and sell it, you can actually get a decent amount. Like a boat is just a sinkhole of money. So, uh, I definitely go a uh, motorcycle. So, uh, I think that wraps it up, wraps it up. Uh, go to saints up, nation. Uh, Andrew has a phenomenal piece explaining why rookie defensive ends that are drafted in the third round never amount to shit their rookie year. It's a great statistical based column. Uh, and I used it to fight people on Twitter for like four hours on Saturday. So you should go and read it. It's phenomenal. Uh, Dave,
2: basically, basically, it's it'll be nothing short of a miracle if Hendrickson gets two and a half sacks.
1: There's a 67 percent chance that he's going to have one or less sacks.
2: That's factually correct. Trust the math. Based on history.
1: Based on based on you know just history. Um, so read that, and, and then Dave has an outline ready. For his <laughs> 2017 Saints, he's got he's got the bullet point. He's got like four uh, outlines. I think he might even have a PowerPoint slide named. So get excited for that. Uh, so for Kevin, who's MIA, for Andrew, for Dave. Uh, until next time, the bar
0: is closed.